0: Called episode 19. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always uh, by Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hello there. And then wow. we've got Jana back as well.
1: Hi. I was waving at the camera, even though can't, <laughs> can't hear me wave. That's fine.
0: It can see you, so. They, they can see you wave. Yes. <laughs> already we're at 19 already we are at 19 i can't believe how fast these things actually go when we are consistently doing two a week yeah really but that's i, I kind of like it that way so no it's great and it's kind of been a rough one by rough i mean not really rough but busy weekend oh for both my of us god! So. yeah no you had you told me what you were doing yesterday you had oh like god, what, five things it was terrible um what all did you do on saturday so cars and coffee okay Caterbury, started there i got there like eight thirty, and i did the cannonball fun road rally which takes off from Cars and Coffee, so I okay. had to go. I would have anyway. So we got 8:30 a.m. Cars and Coffee, and then during my time at Cars and Coffee, Teen from Tint Pros was at my house, tinting st- everything. He was tinting six cars because I had scheduled a tint day with him on that day. So I had the week prior to orchestrate everyone involved in this tint day to bring cash and drop their car off oh at like God. hour increments during the day. I had to let him into my house and my garage with my phone. <laughs> And then, yeah, Cannonball left at 10 o'clock, and that lasted until 4.30, and then the after party went until about 5.10 for us, us. and then I had to go home, which is maybe a mile and a half from where it ended, which isn't that bad. That's Um, not bad. And then I had to get Corey to bring me downtown St. Paul for my lawyer's wedding, which started at 5.30, and oh then God. I did that till I love ten. That
1: phrase, my lawyer's wedding. My
0: lawyer's wedding. It sounds like my big fat Greek wedding, yeah. but it wasn't. No, this guy, this guy does a lot for you. And then I got home. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no, he's a good friend. He's also my lawyer. So, <clears throat> after that, I went home again. My uh, sister in law brought me home, which was nice. And then an, <laughs> I caught Corey before he started drinking for the night. We went to go get the eight fifty because also on this weekend I bought a blue E forty six M three. And I had, I had left the eight fifty I had left the eight fifty down at this guy's apartment because I needed to swap cars and get the blue M3 here for vinyl, because mm-hmm. the cannonball requires a vinyl livery on the car. Needless to say, the podcast day we're doing on Sunday today, not yeah. Saturday. Holy shit. And <laughs> I am really feeling good about how little I have to do today. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's feeling really nice. So No, today is now my Saturday for you because right. after I'm done here immediately going to my house, I'm putting the engine and the pulling the old engine out of the cresta, I put the new in. engine oh, yes. in the Cresta. Hell yeah! And then I'm doing Dungeons and Dragons with all my nerd friends, and it's just <laughs> it's all stuff, like, it's oh. all self imposed. Oh, crap. sure, yeah. <laughs> no, I could have <clears> done <throat> nothing yesterday and it would have been fine, yeah. But like, no, it's all stuff that you signed up for, right? Exactly, I have like try to try to maintain, but anyway, let's do beer, yeah. We're gonna do beer, then we're gonna go into um, what I did exactly yesterday. I want to hear about um, that show, so and yeah, we're gonna start out, uh, we're gonna review. No, uh, Green Belt Northeast. Yep. Why are we getting Northeast? Because as you have heard, we've been incredibly busy and didn't have time to go to the liquor store. So we are now reviewing our drinking beer. Uh, Northeast, I've had it a million times. It is delicious. Let me crank this open. <laughs> All right. I'm getting better at cranking the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a delicious, uh, normal drinking beer. I do beer. love this beer. You know, you, you drink this in the same way that you would drink, say, like, Budweiser or something, but it doesn't taste like horse shit.
1: Exactly. It's yep.
0: really smooth. It's got a nice flavor to it, but it's not overwhelming. You yeah. can drink it on a hot day. You can drink it on a cold day. I can't it's even... It's, 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 it's really a, smooth. It's a lot better than premium. Yeah, it is. Um, at, at first, when I started switching back and forth between premium and nord I'm like, it's the same. There's different... No, no, no. no Nord-East no, is this head is, and shoulders. Yeah, this, this is way better. It's yeah. amber lager. Uh, It's actually... I mean, as far as the... I like the label, too. As far as amber lagers go, like, yeah. it's not anywhere in the top 1000 best ones. Oh, of course not. <laughs> but it's also if you rate this, you know, on par with something like PBR or Budweiser or like a, a, a macro brewery. Yeah, this is going to be way better in every way. Agreed. And you're not going to hate yourself, you know. No, this is one of like a couple like drinkable beers I keep in my house at all times. You know, not not only that, like you can actually drink a few and not get drunk. Yeah, which it's kind of nice too. I don't yeah. know if this is like five point four or something. It's like I mean, it. it's four seven. Four seven? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh jeez. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> I also like that they seventeen actually, IBU too. Yeah, right? they also, they actually write the IBU on it, mm-hmm. like which is <laughs> there's no bittering. Yeah. It, it, no. It, I think I think it's funny because like most of the macro breweries yeah, don't we just ignore bother. that. Nobody cares because we have macro. we have to give me that. Yeah. IBU. No. If you're buying like a Coors or a Budweiser, you're buying that to get drunk before you go bludging your wife or something or like <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly this is this is the kind of beer you get if you're actually like i like my beers right but i gotta do some yard work right right <laughs> i'm like i'm coming back in and i need a beer after today kind yeah of thing, exactly so. like that so no i i love nordies so i'm not at all bummed about having to do this i mean we were going to do it at some point anyway we talked about it but it no. was a, a perfect excuse to do this. It was today. a perfect excuse, um, and you know what? We're probably going to do it for episode twenty as well. So <laughs> yeah, probably. Actually, I did see that you had a summit whatever in there. Yeah, we so, can do that one. Yeah, next. we'll yeah. do that. Okay. Um, Let's talk I, about the. I wanted show, to though, have. Yeah, I wanted to get a modest spear <laughs> since you're reviewing right. a car show, right? But I dropped the ball, so no, whatever. Okay. I am not at all. This concerned. is another Minneapolis spear. Uh, yeah, no. So I was. One the, I was uh, one of the judges at uh, uh, the Modest One Hundred Car Show. What uh, categories were all you judging? Them? Did you give my electric any awards? You didn't have they didn't give you a number, so I couldn't Oh okay. But I mean all the models loved it. Oh yeah, you sent me a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, was like one of a fairly many. attractive woman on my yeah, car. In fact, it, I'm gonna show the camera. <laughs> Since you can't really see the TV all that well and I don't have it on my computer. That is a picture I took, and for people that are listening to it audibly, it is a uh, top heavy blonde lady who is laying across Burger's electric Fiat. Uh, mm-hmm. What can I say? The thing's kind of a big deal. I was laughing
1: so hard, like I had to turn around so she didn't. See was me. somebody
0: like taking her photo when yeah, you took yeah, this? Yeah, okay. Actual... Out of out of out of shot. If you was... ever find that professionalish photo, please send it to me. Oh, I will. No, it's a buddy of mine that's <laughs> doing okay, it. Great. I... <laughs> like, I I'll it, it. Like I want to. will frame it and put it in here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why she was there because it's like, hey, why don't you take a picture of this really cool car <laughs> and like found the car I rolled up in? Oh yeah. Um, it was really
1: funny when she first saw like she was like going over to another car and he's like, no, this one and i was like (laughs) sitting there like oh my god i could tell Jana was
0: driving the e because i got in that thing to move it at night and i'm like ah
1: my knees (laughs) actually i (laughs) noticed
0: that you and i have the exact same driving position excellent i did did not have to adjust a thing awesome and And then i drove it home yeah then jan drove it home and just i was a lot rowdy a
1: lot more rowdy with it than he was good
0: no she wasn't the batteries were warm so Um, um Yes, good. I mean, you may as well. It's an electric car. You're not going to hurt it. But yeah, no, that was um, definitely the rainiest car show I've ever been to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah. I it mean... was a, with the exception of like a two and a half hour window. It was a downpour. Yeah, for int- like the majority of the day. I mean, I'll talk about my experience yesterday too. But yeah, it was a rainy day. Very nice. Um No, it was really. But you know, that also kind of called the field because if I had the full 100 cars to judge, oh, I, I would have died because I got the. Probably sixty. Okay. That came that came out. I had that done with twenty minutes to spare. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there's a lot to look at when you're judging. So yeah. I, I and like, that. I'm, I'm actually being like legit with all these cars, and you know, it's one of those things with, with a car show when you're at a car show in Minnesota. Yeah. Versus at a car show in Chicago. I was actually talking to, Dan, to no, I was talking to Sing Cha about this. What show does he run? He, he's part of Drive Cartel. Okay. Um. I was talking to him. I'm actually wearing a Drive Cartel shirt. Yay. Yeah, I can see that in the camera. Um, oh, that's good. I like the mustard yellow. I'm actually a wearing a, a cannonball run shirt. Hey, look at that. I'm wearing
1: a Harmar Superstar shirt.
0: Actually, you yeah, can see that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was talking to Sing, and we were talking about how in Chicago, when you go to a car show, yeah, the quality of car builds are just so much higher.
1: And and we were talking about this on the we were, last episode.
0: Yeah, and we were talking about that. Actually, me and Singh kind of came to a conclusion. Uh, because Chicago, you make about the same amount of money as you do here. Yeah. It's its not like moving to California and you suddenly make like $3 an hour more than you would in Minnesota. Well, you have to. The cost of living out there exactly. is falling. Uh, but the cost of living in Chicago is like quite a bit higher than it is here. Yeah, for the most um, part. The thing is, what people are in minnesota that they're not in chicago is lazy oh because if you think about it well, every- they're getting shot at in chicago all the time so they have to be on their feet well everybody's everybody's like always trying to one-up each other in chicago like it's mm. a it's a much stronger community because they have a lot of car shows any given weekend you can go to chicago go to an import car show that's being judged and get a trophy jesus um that sounds like a load of shit that sounds horrible well i mean you don't have to but you can right but i mean mean, like that's the thing is like think about but you have a higher caliber of car that you're competing against i still stand by this just more cars well it's a higher caliber i mean that's the thing i don't know if i agree well no because we have like these are the best cars that we had in minnesota okay and like so there was like some of the standouts there's a liberty walk wide body m3 which is kind of cool yeah i think i saw your photo yeah that one's kind of cool um a right-hand drive, uh, wide-body NSX Type-R. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really cool. A uh, first-generation Subaru Legacy Wagon, rust-free. Yeah, that thing was rad. It was rust-free, STI swap, EJ-22, closed-deck bottom-end. Nice. Uh, the DCCD controller and all the electronics from the STI put into the factory oh, interior, and it all looked perfectly <laughs> stocked. Like, you would... If you weren't a Subaru person, like if you went up to that, that's a wagon. Yeah, it i interior, like, that is awesome. You're like, this is this is a stock interior. This guy's putting in a bigger turbo. Okay, um, even though or like, he put in a front mount, I guess. Right, but um, well, No, I, I saw the photo. It looked yeah, I mean, like it looks really well. Just done. the fact that it was a super clean wagon, let alone the fact that it had an STI six speed and a closed deck block and yeah, yeah, that's rad. Like it was it's a Subaru that won't blow up. Basically, yeah, yeah, it which was is like great, and great a wagon in the wagon. Yeah, it's a perfect build. Um, and a bunch of like rare JDM stuff on it that I'm not going to bore you with. Okay. Um, but then like, well, it's like I'll, I'll switch over to like the next tier of cars because you had like three or four really nice cars. Okay. And then you had this like kind of nosedive. Sure. And, like, but how much of that was due right. to the weather and people just not showing? I The thing is, like weather. Yeah. That's gonna. Yeah, you're gonna get some cars yeah, are dirtier on the outside. The it's gonna stop showing up. Well, out. I mean, that wide body NSX was on racing slicks, I and mean, he made it out. Well, clearly, he's a, a god among men.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like,
0: she... even though, I My my thing is, I looked at a lot of these cars. They yeah. filthy engine bays. Like, Just like my cars. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're not you're not taking the car shows to show them off. Did you know how dirty the engine bay was in the Fiat 500e before you went to the show? I, I had a guess. Yeah, I had a guess based off how dirty the rear end of the car was. Yep. But I also wasn't being judged, so not my problem. These are people that were actually being judged. I think if you're going to a car show daily you driven. owe it you owe it you owe it to yourself to clean your engine bay. Yeah. Just disconnect your battery if you're worried about it. Pull your battery out of the running. car. That's what you want to do. And yeah, we you're running. Uh but, but that way it, you know it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just degrease stuff, spray it with a power washer. Mm-hmm doesn't have to be like a crazy nope. powerful you just one. Spray it with purple power, take a rough coarse brush to it, hose it off. You're good. Exactly. Yep. And that'll help you so much. There yeah, There's so many sure. people that didn't even, they, they didn't even bother getting the dust off the valve cover. And a lot of people got docked points on that. So there were a lot <laughs> of cars that were like really good builds, but zero prep put into the car. Hmm. And actually there was a car, uh, the guy got like, they, like just barely edged his way in, mm-hmm. had a Mark four Jetta VR six That was static, slammed, tucking on some rotiforms to stretch tires. But the reason that he got in there over one other car that we were considering was that car was flawless. Like He had perfectly cleaned it. Hmm. So I looked past the chip in the windshield and uh you're gonna be a concourse judge in like I know, 10 right? years <laughs> i got past the chip in the windshield and past the dent in the fender because it was so well cleaned so watch next next year is going to be uh, a featured mark at pebble <laughs> beach is going to be subaru and you're going to be like sending paperwork out to people like <laughs> this is the, the yeah i know right I, I I am a Concourse judge for Subaru now. Yes. Just like find whoever gets picked and then just like be, kidnap be him and then switch places with him. That would be my totally be my dream. I would I would love to see that
1: happen. Maybe we should talk to them when we go down to uh, I always call it to motor Pebble week, Beach
0: this but... week. Oh Motor yeah. week would be. Oh, they so, should call it Motor Week. That'd be great, uh, right? right? Can John mm-hmm. Davis sponsor uh, Pebble Beach? Do you, I sure. do you know how badly I want to go to Monterey Car Week? In hopes of seeing John Davis in the oh, wild. That would be so rad. It would be even better if bring, he was wearing, wait, would bring we, windbreakers. Would we
1: actually see him in the wild, or would he just be wearing a windbreaker getting a blowjob?
0: Yeah, we would. I hope all of the above, In the wild. Really? Okay. We'd be walking he through. He would be behind would a 90s be in, car. No, it would be literally in Big Sur. Like, in the wild. And he would be butt-ass naked with the exception of a windbreaker, windbreaker. getting a blowjob. <laughs> All right. I think you mean his khaki pants would be lightly unzipped and slightly <laughs> sagged just enough for him to be getting a blowjob. Okay. Yes, right. exactly that. That reminds me of was it episode three when I did the John Davis type intro. I feel like we should just do that from now on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I listen to it and I'm, I'm kind of over, And you know, when people first start hearing their voice in electronic means, they hate it. Yeah, but then they get used to it. Like I'm totally used to my regular voice now because of yeah. like the Oval Board Channel. But like I did that and I listened back to it, and I just cringed super hard. <laughs> I'm like I don't know if it actually sounded that terrible, but no, it sounded hilarious. Okay, great. Like anybody that ever watches retro <clears throat> reviews, like totally understand. Which that. incidentally, if you guys don't watch Motor Week retro reviews, go do that. Like You're just pause fired the podcast, from
1: listening to our podcast. Yeah, yes. like we
0: don't want you as a listener if you don't watch. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say you can still listen. Give us fine as long give as you us, give, give us. Clicks and stuff that that actually matters. Yeah, rate us on iTunes too. That'd be good. As yeah, far would, as I can tell, the hard. only person that's done that is Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I can um, go do that right now. Ah, oh, sweet. But Thanks, no. Janet. Overall, I mean, it was it was really cool seeing the quality of show, the quality of cars that we had. And when I when I'm saying like a lot of these cars kind of fell off in quality, these are still like the worst car there. Well, there's one car I was really questioning why I was in there. Sure, but uh everything else is like. With the 99 of the 100 cars that they had that were in there. Sure. Um, if I saw them at any other car show, would absolutely be getting an award of some sort. Like, these were the probably the best of the best of Minnesota. Sure, so okay. It was pretty cool. Well, so, still, it, sounded, it looked like a cool show. I mean, when I drove by, like, four. I mean, the show had been going on for some time. and it was Yeah, so... it had been going on for a while. And it I didn't... saw a couple of cars that were in the cannonball had showed up to yeah. the oh, show yeah. as well. I'm like, oh, okay. Those people were incredibly busy. I don't know how they did it yeah I, <laughs> had i skipped the wedding ceremony and gone to the reception only i could have made it work but actually one car that was i do want to point out is that, that c4 no it was a um a 93 ford escort okay yeah so i'm gonna talk about that for now it's a if i a, fall asleep just forgive me had a mazda 323 gtr engine which is a home rally engine gtx no the gtr was a generation after the gtx what was that car It was all wheel drive, but it was more than the GTX. It was the. All right, so you know the GTX generation? Yep. The one that was like a 93, 94 ish with the. It was like the face. Kind of bubbly with a rear end. Oh. Bar taillights. I thought that was later than that. No, this one was like mid 90s because the 323 was like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I figured that Um, stopped in like 93 or something. The GTX. 323 GTR. Anyway, it had an engine out of a 323 GTR in it. Um. Let's see here. Yeah, your computer's gonna be faster than my brick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's the one I was thinking of. I gotcha. Yeah, one wow. of those. Yeah, I've never even seen that before. Super rare car, even with a Mazda Freak like um, like culture. But anyway, he had the engine for one of those in his Escort. It was a direct bolt in. Nice. Made 300 horsepower. Oh, my God. <laughs> I assume it's turbocharged. Oh, yeah, turbocharged uh, in that it one, one. That one? Uh, I don't know. I know the GTX was a 1.6, so I figured it was a I higher. imagine probably a two zero. Okay. So oh, probably homologation. Yeah, for I homologation. You. But yeah, I mean, look at that. That's a cool-looking car. Yeah, I'm making it bigger so Incidentally, it shows up it's also that. my favorite generation of 323. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it, we never got it. So it, even in Japan, like they made like 1,500 of them. They made on them ju- they what are made you doing? Them, They made them just for homologation and like didn't sell them to anybody else. Well, Ford was also... I think that is the...
1: I think Definitely Ford should.
0: probably nixed them on selling outside of Japan because okay. Ford and Mazda were in bed then. Um but no, it was so a anyway, re- yeah. that was a super cool car. Um he, I mean, he had some terrible wheels on it, but the guy, <laughs> the guy also like had the car for ten years. It was his first car, sure. And when he got it, it was an automatic, literally, a, literally an X rental car. Oh, nice! But it was flawless. <laughs> that was probably one of the best built cars I've ever seen. Okay, it's just that he really needed to step it up a little bit on the outside. But Fair anyway, oh, cool powertrain. Though. Speaking of cannonball, yeah, tell me about it. Okay, so yeah, I mean, we kind of went over my schedule yesterday, but the cannonball, it's. It's a checkpoint-based road rally for a charity. The charity was Northern Voices, which is for deaf children, basically their education and scholarships. So um, the guy who runs it, Tyler Christofferson, he has daughters that have, I believe they're deaf. I don't really actually know. Probably should. But uh, the rally was, I think it's in its fourth year last Saturday. And uh, all years prior, there was a preset checkpoint schedule. So you went from one to another, it was timed with a transponder and there were, you know, points for the challenges. How it was different this year, they did not time you with transponders and they gave you lists of optional checkpoints. Every checkpoint was optional, so, but they had regions around the twin cities for regions geographically and there were certain times these checkpoints were open for. So like you would have to plan out which ones you go to for the most points, when, where and then time your trip. It was actually kind of intense. I mean, <laughs> Corey really didn't want to do any navigating, so we just sort of did whatever. And we we ended up <laughs> mid pack still. Oh, but wow. Yeah. All right. And we did uh, 300 miles of driving or something on the rally. Jesus. That was, was a lot. I and mean, we went out to like Hutchinson, Minnesota for a, a beer. That was a 25 point challenge. We ended up with 165. Most of the pack was in like the 140s, but there were a couple that were like 300. So. So a few people I took kind it of super feel like seriously. They either really broke the law all the time and didn't get caught, or they cheated. I don't know. But like we were driving we'll just say ten over the whole time. We did the checkpoints we could do in the allotted time, and then we were done. And we were at one sixty five. So you could have realistically done maybe like thirty or forty more points than we did without really stretching too much harder. But anyway, it was a fun time. Um taking off from Cars and Coffee was Pretty typical thing that they did. Yeah. Uh, but they put us inside a building in Canterbury to start from, which was really nice because it rained all day. Oh, my God. It was a mon-fucking-soon. No, it totally was. It... Except for Hutchinson. Bright and sunny out there. Seriously? But it was like an hour and a half west. Hutchinson is like, yeah, it's about a half hour outside of where I'm comfortable driving from. Yeah. No, like... I like, I after we were there, we went to Delano for the big chicken. And that was almost an hour east. Yes. And Delano is really, Jesus. really far west. I that's, ju- that's like just yeah. south of uh, Buffalo, Minneapolis. I from Delano, and I, it, it gave me about an hour commute to her house saying, is this worth it? No. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, it was a fun time. Um, that I mentioned the car I bought. I bought a 2001 Laguna Seca Blue E46 M3 six-speed. Did you buy it just for the... No, but I, <laughs> I bought it less than 24 hours before the rally started. Yeah, what, what's, what's the story of that? Because you kind of surprised me with that one. I just, like, oh, well, you're the, like, oh, I have a E46 M3 well, I, I decided, like, a month ago that I was going to look for a Laguna Seca Blue on black coupe M3. Okay. And the reason behind that was my best bud, Gareth, back in, I think he died in 2015 now. But anyway, he had an 01 Laguna Seca Blue on black six-speed coupe. Okay, yeah. Awesome car. Competition package wheels, perfect condition, looked awesome. But when he died, his family took the car and wouldn't sell it. Mm. I offered to buy it; they said no. And I don't even know where it is. Probably sitting in a garage, rotting away. So I'm sure you'll get a barn find in like 20 years. Probably, but it's being driven exclusively by idiots if it is being driven. So it's not I'm this sure. car popped up through two mutual friends. They both gave me his contact information at the same time, and it's a higher mileage, definitely like a driver quality car. And it needs a fair bit of rust repair, but I mean, it's it's got an interesting provenance. It was originally a BMW NA press car. It was oh, orig- that's cool. It was originally delivered in the Bahamas, oh. and then shipped to New Jersey. Oh, Lake- L- 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 oh Laguna second blue. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, that means it's got every option. So it's got like the really early 2001 like four by three aspect nav screen in it. Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's really Actually, cool. Actually, to, to be, I'm not gonna lie. BMW's navigation for my like, 2001. Mm-hmm looks about as good as Subaru's does today. Because back when I was working at Subaru, I sold an 02 530i. Mm-hmm. And it had nav. And I my way of selling is I showed the customer, I was, look at the quality of this nav. This is amazing. It's the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah. And I said, now follow me. We went into a Subaru Outback Touring on the show floor. I put the battery charger on it because it was dead because it was a nice car on the show floor. And, of course, mm-hmm. it's going to have a dead battery. Yep. Um, <laughs> Put the battery charger on, turn it on, show them the nav. And I'm like, it is the same. It is literally the same. Like the intellectual property car, thing ran this out. This car <laughs> is like 16 years newer and has the same quality, yeah. the same interface. It's the same system. It's the, the same. System. same like, the same horse shit anti-aliasing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like <it's> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the system in the BMWs was designed for the 4x3, and in the later systems, they just stretched the pixels. Oh, That's all they did. That so, sounds like horrible. It's the same nav computer in that car as in the 530i that you guys had. Yeah. yeah. And it, it looked the same as a brand new Subaru. Sorry. That was um, me. Someone's at your door. Yeah, somebody was at my front door. Probably Aaron. I don't know. But no, it uh, it's a great car. I mean, it's got park parking sensors and like it but it didn't have the SMG, which is awesome. It was that's actually perfect. a 6-speed, but that's yeah. actually perfect. And it had the competition package of wheels on it already, so. I wonder how many of those had like all of those options in that color, that rare of a color, and did not get the automatic transmission. Probably not that many. Cuz usually if somebody's go like all the full way options, get all those stuff, yeah. they're they like go my full convertible, and they get a, they get automatic. Yep. It's like that's kind of yeah. why yeah. That's the thing is like why part of me really wants to buy a Mirage. Oh, yeah. Because I know I'm never going to find one with every single option and a mm-hmm. manual transmission. Because the person that gets every single option isn't going to care and they're going to get the auto. and It's right. going to suck. But there's one person probably that ordered one. It's like, no, no, I want all the good stuff, but I want a stick. Yeah, I'm sure Kua's got some, like, well-off brother that's got, like, a fully optioned-out Mirage with a manual transmission. Oh, my God. That would be kind of a fun car. It would be. I, I, that's what I've been telling everybody. If you can get Mitsu, get that. Actually, I had this guy who, um, at work, bought a A4, and his car just completely blew up, basically. No way. Yeah, I know. But wow. he didn't do a pre-purchase wow. inspection or anything. Wow. And I said, like, semi-condescendingly, because he was kind of a jerk the whole time. I'm like, okay. okay, you know, Mitsubishi has some really great options on leases right now in the Mirage. You can get, like, every single thing you want in a Mirage. Yeah. And then you can just own it for 50 bucks a month or whatever. <laughs> and it's not like, too far off reality and the thing is is like I was giving him sincere advice and he took it as me being a prick and I'm like dude no I mean it's actually a good car you should actually like look at it I don't know I enjoyed driving KUAs yeah, I and mean, there are they're... some things about it that aren't great but like I loved how the instant or not the instantaneous the uh, average MPG thing was like 49.8 when I was driving it I'm like oh my god it's insane <laughs> like no that it's car... like a Civic uh, what do you call it uh, a, c- a uh, CRX HF HF yeah Yeah. no that's what I was to say like that car is a modern '89 yeah, Civic. Pretty much is. And I love the '89 Civic. Oh no way! I'd yeah, never I never know. known that. Like the '89, oh, wow. The EF Civic to Everyone me is the E30 to you. Oh okay. wow! Like it's right. like well, that yeah. high it comeuppance. So saying something is a modern EF Civic is strong words. No, I understand. That's very high praise coming from you. So anyway, uh, the Cannonball Fun Rally. Yeah. Um, so it rained a lot. Yep. Yeah. Some people probably cheated. Well, it, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if they cheated. They, I, they probably stretched the rules. Because that's, like, that's what motorsport is, though. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever won motorsport by, like, actually following the rules all, to a T. It's, it's always about stretching. All you would have stretching. to do is split up your team into two cars and then do checkpoints with two different cars, <laughs> and then you would, like, win, no problem. <laughs> I was just trying what they did. It's just photo Play and video proof year? of being there. That's hilarious. That's all you'd have to do. Do you have able. to have the car or just you? Oh, it just has to be it. the, the like, it. There's, like, a team member requirement. Like... Some of them are navigators. Some of them are the drivers. So, like, if you split it all up, you could easily, That's easily hit probably what they did. Probably either yeah. that they they were literally going like jail speed the whole time. <laughs> uh, like going out to Hutchinson, we were following a six fifty S McLaren, and like every time they overtook somebody, I'm just like, well, I'm just catch back up doing like fifteen over. She took some time. <laughs> anyway, well, let's must talk. Be about nice having a bunch of money. Speaking of Hutchinson, that's basically a desert. It's it's just about in the middle of nowhere. And Laguna Seca Blue means uh, dry lagoon. So there you go. Now now you know what Laguna Seca. The means. best blues are named after racetracks. Yes, it's Ooh, true.
1: That is a good point.
0: It is. Yeah. Or if Megaro you blue, have a Laguna Seca Blue, Le Mans Blue. If you have a Hyundai Genesis Coupe, every single color is named after a racetrack. That's how you know it's performance. Yeah, that's how you know it's a race car. Even though the exact same colors are available on the Genesis Sedan. As normal color names. That's how you know it's a real race car. Exactly. Fancy. Because race car. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, desert talk. Yes. Um, if anybody, well, not if, because I know all of you follow us on Facebook, because yep. you should be, Yep. Um, you're going to notice that on Friday, it was obviously me, not Burger, that posted this. <laughs> no but, way. Um, <laughs> there was an article posted from Japanese so Nostalgia Car that I did not write. Okay. Um, I do have to say that, but, well, no, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> no. didn't. It's, it's a fact. I, I think Ben wrote it. Oh, Matt Domingos wrote it, um, which is a great last name. Yeah, Matt is. of Mangos. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, basically, uh, it's a story. It's a re. It's a like, basically a, a rehash of a story that um, Jalopnik originally posted. Yeah. Of course, I also posted the Japanese nostalgia car me, one. Uh, I'll pull it up on the TV. Yeah, here. I posted the Japanese nostalgia car post because, well, I'm petty. I know that they basically copy word-for-word word my articles. Yeah, that, that has happened um, on many occasions, actually. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that's why I did the JNC one. I thought about doing the original Jalopnik article, but basically, that car uh, was, it was found on this Facebook page called The Wrenching Network. Um, the story behind that car is the owners—the owner of it was this kid's dad who died in a tragic accident in, like, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And the police for whatever reason never moved the car. Um, even though they were aware of the issue. <laughs> well, no, it's like it was two hours away from like the nearest dirt road. So like he's like
1: literally so in rural. the middle of nowhere. So it's like yeah. Big Lake.
0: Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm talking like I in know, the middle the of junk. Lake Superior, if there's the an Lake. island there. <laughs> we could make one. Yeah, basically. It. Like it <laughs> was it Isle. was it was it made Big Lake look like San Diego. Whoa! Yeah, so it's literally in the middle of nowhere. If you you have to zoom out a lot on Google Earth to even see like a road nearby it. Um,
1: but yeah, just look at
0: that car. That's that, that's after they pulled it out a little bit. You can kind of see what's going on on the video stream. I'm sorry, I'm still working on this, guys. <laughs> so anyway, um, this guy in the Wrenching Network uh, posted about this. Dotson wagon was owned by his biological father he hadn't seen since he was a child. Mm-hmm. He found out his uh, his father was had died. He was in he had moved to Wisconsin after he lived in foster homes. Um, and he still lives in Wisconsin. And in a had, foster home? No, no. He he's like in his thirties, I think. He but um, he's
1: probably an adult now. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, I was kind of making a backhanded joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a terrible sense of humor. Anyway, his sister in Pennsylvania said, hey, you know, Dad used to have a Datsun. And they were looking at the satellite imagery of the land that the father had before he died. Mm-hmm. And they found the Datsun on there. And if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the Google Earth, like, satellite photo image. Yeah, it's right here.
1: You can oh, wow. It. You yeah. can see the Datsun on wow. the satellite photo.
0: Wow. Uh, and so, basically... uh. From this Facebook group called the Wrenching Network, uh, which is like a twenty-five thousand person group that's just auto mechanics. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it, like from around the country, uh, they were like, "Hey, let's go help this dude um, get his dad's car back." And so his name's Michael Blackburn, but they're like, "Let's go Not get cool last yeah, Let's go get Michael's car back." So. Uh, Multiple people attempted to go out to get it, and somebody first tried it with a um, Ford like exploder or something, some crossover. Ah, Um, And they got a flat tire before they even got like they were still an hour and a half away and they'd gotten a flat tire. (laughs) Oh my god. So this other guy goes that's like lives in the area. Yeah. He rents a Nissan Titan. And like annihilates the Titan in the process, like just. I got the extra damage waiver. All yeah, he got the extra damage waiver, knowing he was going to do this. Just took off all of the paint, basically, like from like b- like bushes and like rocks. Yeah, and I mean, shit. there are no roads where this is. No, that that road there. Yeah, was what you saw in the picture. Yeah, like that's not really a road. Rock, it's a small cliff. Rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Basically, so this guy goes out there with the Titan, takes a picture of it, says, "All right, it exists. This definitely exists." Furthermore, it's not been shot or anything. It's not been, you know, picked apart or lit on fire by mm-hmm. vandals because it's so far out in the middle of nowhere. Right. You don't even get vandals. Like, right, right. He noted it's untouched he, land. He noted saying the nearest beer bottle he found is from the late nineties. So probably since the guy's dad had been out there, other than the police, nobody else had been there. Right. Um. But anyway, so a few months go by. They're able to um, get. Uh, get something worked out where they get an off-road recovery team to pull the car out from the dirt. So mm-hmm. off-road recovery team comes in. Turns out it's the same off-road recovery team that responded to the dad's accident like 20 years prior. Ah. Um, yeah, which is just kind of, I guess, neither here nor there. Um, but basically they pulled it out, and now they're going to get the car back to Michael's home in Wisconsin Yeah, by doing a relay tow the fuck is a relay tow everybody's gonna tow it like a hundred or two hundred miles i'm not sure if they're using their trucks or i was gonna, gonna use, say like, is that triple because like, those are AAA. oddly similar to triple a distances but they're basically they're gonna get like 18 oh people to tow the car a few okay. miles at a time that's pretty cool um but hmm. if you uh if you go into the Joapnik article you'll see the pictures up close of like kind of what the cars had um had done to it because sure. it's basically been sandblasted uh, yeah. in like 120 degree heat for 21 years. The interior still looks like it's in pretty good shape. It, it is full of animal shit and totally ripped apart. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. So basically he's going to need an interior. But the thing is what, what matters though, the body's straight. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Most of the stuff's there. He still has all the suspension and running gear. And the engine's still there, even though the hood's been open for God knows how long. I think the hood open like got blown open from wind. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure like the the glass got blasted out from sandstorms and stuff. Yeah, like Yeah, that, so. that's exactly what happened. So basically, he's gonna he's gonna need help restoring it. So if any of our listeners have the plug on Datsun B three ten parts, let which me, is probably everyone. Well, I mean, it's shockingly the one of the easier cars to find parts are for old Datsuns. Um, That's a lot of qualifiers, but yes, I'm trying yeah. to agree. If, if you know of a lead on that, yeah. message me either on Facebook or email me. Yep. Uh, my emails are saninsky S-E-N-E-N-S-K-Y at hotmail.com. Yep. Or you can hit us up um, on the Motor Cult page. Exactly. on Facebook, whatever. Get you know smoke, signals, however you want. Yep. You can contact me. Um, I write for Japanese Nostalgia Car as well. I can get in contact with Michael. Um, they also have a GoFundMe page that another member of the Wrenching Network started for Michael. Sounds like a bang-up group of fellas and ladies. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're going to get the car back on the road for them. Um, find I'm find somebody not... from that uh, publication that wants to come on. Uh, on that Facebook group? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, no, we somebody totally should. To Actually, it would be really cool if uh, we had like Michael on. I to see if I can uh, find him. And in... well, I mean, Minneapolis and St. Paul is probably like the nearest populated area to him because he lives in Wisconsin. So... Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure where in Wisconsin if he Does lives. Matter. Maybe
1: he can it... bring us some spotted cow. That would Ooh, be good. Yes. That would be... be
0: great. I live like 15 minutes away from spotted cow. Well, I think. Two, but... I mean, if he lives in <laughs> like Hudson or something, that, no brand. That would be yeah. E- yeah, super be, easy. Super easy. So even if it was Eau Claire, it's like. It's not that hard. Not a big deal. I mean River we could. Falls. Yeah, if it's like River Falls or something, like we can just like make a day where we Tucker have could
1: just bring him over.
0: That or like I could just we have a mixer at home still. We I just think like we could just there. you know put all the podcast stuff in my van and drive down to like Rock Falls Raceway for like a track day or something that. We could. It kinda sucks but it's there. doable. Yeah. I should get a portable table that's got a provision to set the microphones on. That's kind uh, of the biggest thing.
1: You just need a sazo? you're
0: good actually no you ain't need I'll reinforce it with like wood this just though. reinforces my belief that i need a boogie van a boogie van i need like a seven, like a shitty oh, g on the cannonball uh,
1: can, can i ring the bell even though it's not no pre-war? you can't
0: no it's not pre-war i'm sorry you could uh, okay. you could chime it oh, if you wanted this would be ryan's uh on the van we're coming charm. back through on the way to delano and i found a g20 in like mcdonald's colors but it had like no. the a-team pattern
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: and it was super clean it was parked right along the highway for sale i'm like no if mmm. i if i had like a g10 it would be black i'd have like a wizard on yeah, the side no. of we've it we've discussed this and like maybe maybe some tits somewhere and like oh, yeah. an ethereal goat and real tits yeah, yeah. it would be it'll be awesome it'll be really cool that's what i would do um nice. but no inside i could like provision it to, to do the podcast Put yes, like shag good. carpeting on the ro- on like the walls and, and like a mirrored roof. Truth be told, we don't need the stands. We could just bring the mixer and just have these microphones without the stands. So,
1: hold yeah. On like John Otherwise, I could Davis. just buy a
0: second set to travel. With. John Davis doesn't hold a microphone. I know he doesn't. He's I way above that. <sighs> Actually, uh, I have a couple Audio Technica lapel microphones that would probably work pretty well. Or we could just have Cody hold a boom. Yeah, or or, like Cody, again. Corey. Like, why do I keep calling Corey fuck? Cody? I've done know. this. It's like a Freudian Cody slip. Cody sucks. Corey's good. Yes. Oh, I know a couple of Cody's are all right. I don't know any Cody's that are good. Cody Appetimes a nice guy. I don't know who that is. Cody Scott's a nice guy. I don't know who the hell that is. I think about am out of Cody's. Yeah, you,
1: you, there's a lot of Cody's.
0: I think it was only Cody. I Cody it 's kind of, a nice guy. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so what <laughs> name I wanted. God damn name it! Name never drop, with Ryan. Are you kidding me? Name what? dropping, nice. Cody's. Oh my word! That that will be the title of. This right, podcast. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm, no, it won't be. The title of this podcast, which we don't do, by the way, is Patreon special. Well, the title of this is episode 19. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> that is exactly what it's going to be when I upload it, but. Oh, actually, I don't. We didn't have time to talk about this. I want to quick throw it in before we talk Patreon, just yeah. because we recorded the last episode, and then after the recording, we got intro and outro music. Yes, we did. From um, Giant Spirit, Doug Justice. Yes, uh, so just high school friend him. of ours. Yeah, he's awesome. Doug Justice. He was like a guitarist impresario Dude, he he was really good at guitar. I would call him a savant, but he's good at a lot of stuff. So I can't do no, that. No, he's not. No, he, he's like he he's was just a very talented individual. Extremely <laughs> talented guitarist. Um. Anyway, now he makes synthwave music, which is surprisingly actually an actual progression oh um, God. I'm anyway, really glad he toned it down No, he. well I told him to Yeah, good Because I knew, I knew how you were yes. about that I'm pretty, yeah uh, No, so he, I, I reached <laughs> out to him I do love it though And I actually reached out to him before we even really started recording this yep. um, Yeah, I remember that and he was like yeah i'll get to it it might be a little bit but i'll get you something and like he oh, got to look at my website and see you can use anything you want there but yeah i'll work on something yeah exactly cool. and so I know it, he yeah. just worked on something and gave us probably the best intro music i've ever heard it was yeah great. for a podcast like i've never heard but anything that's that that, so, so cool it's, it's like, still pretty 80s but like i can handle that, it that's, that's what i like about it you know now we have to get like we have to get an intro like video with like oh, fake vcr lines like when you watch a retro re- review be perfect i do have adobe premiere pro i'm sure i could figure out how to do that but again i it's effort i know i I (laughs) like to keep the editing time slimmer so unfortunately the youtube version of this won't have the intro outro music so if you do want to hear it which you do want to hear find us on itunes find us on soundcloud uh find us on podcast addict if you have an android and uh give it a listen um and the outro is just as good as the intro so yes it's actually the same song cut in half yeah it is (laughs) it was one clip that i clipped In half, because we're not going to have a 30-second intro for you guys. Right. All right. But anyway. Let's let's jump on Patreon. Yeah. Um, So the purpose of this episode was to just kind of get... There's a couple of Patreon topics we've gotten that are just too much to cover in one episode, and they don't split out well between multiple episodes. So the purpose of this one is to just go over this one Patreon topic, basically. I had intended to cover everything from all of our Patreon uh, patrons, but uh, only one of them submitted stuff so far. So, yeah, let's uh, let's do this. I'll prompt with the question, and that is on modifications. Um, what are our thoughts on various parts that can be added to cars, especially with an emphasis on perceptions versus reality? So, like, what do people advertise? What does it actually do for the car? And then there's also a track use optionally. So if there's something that is stipulated for off-road use only and actually benefits you off-road only, work that in, too. So... The first one we got here is a cold air intake. I'm a fan of them. Me too. Um, yeah. And I'm not a fan of them because they gain power. Because in a lot of cases, like the cars you and I drive, they spend millions of dollars on R&D researching air boxes. And Mazda did a terrible job. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> some, some makes, they want to keep it quiet, and that does kill power. But, like, with BMW and stuff like that, they got, like, weird valves and stuff. And, like, the air boxes flow better than cold air intakes. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I want them for the sound. Like, on a turbo car, you can hear the turbo. On an NA car, you can hear, like, the intake, you know, the yeah, that rush. I, mean, that, I love that. that. rushing noise, yeah. I'm like I, I grant that, like, most cold air intakes that are sold from a lot of non-reputable companies, even, like, the eBay stuff, it's, like, a hot air intake. It's just a metal tube with a filter sitting in your engine bay drawing super hot charge air. Yeah, but like I also just don't give a shit. Yeah, actually, um, on my Mazda, yeah, the I read on one of the forums. I've yet to prove this, so I can't say for sure. But it was somewhere like in the realm of like twenty horsepower that you gain from doing an intake, a header, and an exhaust. Well, yeah, but how much of that is the intake? About nine. <laughs> like most, that's pretty of good considering well, like the power that, that the two three has. That intake is terrible. Wow. Um, yeah. When we uh, when we end the episode, I'll go out and show you. But it's very restrictive. We are seeking sponsorship from uh, Ingen or AEM or anyone that makes a cold air intake for AEM, a Mazda yes. 5. Yes. K&N, yes. That would be uh, good. That would be good. I will review it. <laughs> uh but no, there it's um it basically the intake it draws in air from in front of the radiator but does so in like is a like one a, a 1 by 4 inch intake vent which is like that Doesn't really cut it. Yeah, a lot of cars do that. And even like even a hot air intake, like putting a filter yeah. like right on the throttle body. Oh yeah, it's a lot more with, or, air sorry, even if it's less dense. filter with like, a little tiny little like right angle arm with the yep. the mass airflow sensor and then like the throttle body there. Yeah. That is still like a five horsepower gain over time. i I'm sure car. it so is. So even a hot air intake. Right. And actually hot air intakes if you For efficiency they're great. As I say, if you have somebody like a Mirage yeah. and you want or a blood ski. Yeah, well, I think more more importantly, the Mirage. So, if you want something where you're trying to get amazing, insight. yes, they deliberately if, do that. Yeah, if you want great fuel economy, yeah, and you want to make it better mm-hmm. and you want it to sound awesome, hot air intake. There you go. Yeah. It does sound really good with an intake on it. It, it does it, that, yeah, Kua sounds amazing. So, our perception of cold air intake, do it for the noise, not for the performance. Um, it depends on the car. Okay, I would say it depends on the car. Um, so just do it and then I'm say, take the benefit. If you get power from it, great. Every yeah. single one of these, yeah. I'm going to say, it depends on the car. That's fine. But okay, <laughs> let, let's, let's stipulate though. So like yeah. the reason why you should do it and then like, what, or shouldn't. Yeah. And then like benefits and potential benefits. And so, another, so you're going to get noise no matter what. You're going to get the cool noise. Uh, you're going to get either performance or better fuel economy. Or both. Or both. You're probably um, not going to make it worse. Yeah. It's hard to make it worse. Yeah. Like, an intake is usually a good mod. If you like noise, it's a good mod. Yeah. Um, I will say, if you're trying to buy a car and make some money on it, Yeah. don't do any of this. No, God, no. You would never get your money back on any you of this never shit. never will. Yeah. Uh, that was me. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, all right. Cold air intake. We settled that one up. I think that's pretty good. Cat-back exhaust. Now, I don't know if we should group axle-back exhaust into this as well, because it depends. A lot ah. of modern cars have cats in the exhaust manifolds, yeah. so you technically, I'm say? a say catback's a full system. I'm going to say, axle-back, don't waste your money. Oh, it depends on the car. No. Oh, shit, I'm you now. What Depends car? on the car. What car <laughs> on earth? Mr. Wags, Benefits? the only thing you can do is an axle-back, otherwise it gets way too boomy. Anything where you have a muffler close to the enclosed space of the car, not a trunk... But like a hatch or this a wagon, you, 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 you can, can make it that. a little bit louder, while still not having drone and maybe picking up a little horsepower. You're not going to gain horsepower from an axle back. Uh, a resonator and sound deadening. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not I don't want to add weight to my car. A resonator, you replace the catalytic converter with it because what you're getting that droning. Yeah. A resonator basically just changes right. the tone right. to not have it resonate it at the, the it, it does it doesn't resonate at the frequency of the body of the car. Right. So yeah, I think uh catback exhauster I would always do that over an axle back. I, I mean, would I would do these on a track car. I would tend to never do a catback on a daily driver. On my Mazda, I'm absolutely doing a catback. Um Every single Honda I've ever had, you always do a cat-back, because the Honda. I remember riding in Boris with that twin loop, and I pretty much went deaf. Yeah, that, that, that was. But it had a gutted interior and it was a loud was Completely muffler. gutted. I, I did that deliberately because I was trying to make my car more obnoxious than Jimmy Demos's.
1: <laughs> and so I've heard. Oh, I love that. Yes, like that thing was cool. Rides, so that's also why. He yeah, there's other loud. thing.
0: Um, I always had like because we were in high school. Like, I always had like other like kids that i like, hang out with are trying to cock block me when I'm trying to like mac on no like, way. girls cuz yeah I, I did that chronically in high school. No way. Um yeah, so like it was it was, What's par- up, ladies, it was check it, out my Duesenberg. It was partially <laughs> so I wouldn't have like oblivious, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. So I didn't have like <laughs> oblivious teenagers try to cock block me. Right. But also because it did save weight, I mean at the end of the day, spending a total of, I think like three hundred dollars on that car, I did cut a second off my quarter mile time, which is kind of cool. Yep, um, I'm driving the automatic like a manual. Yeah, well, that's because the the valve bro- body was shot. <laughs> um, that happened on my Accord too. No idea. No uh, yeah, Honda automatic transmissions are terrible.
1: Driving uh, like manuals, the only way I drove
0: the ES three hundred and thirty back down here after tint like a manual. It's way better. Oh yeah. So uh, so the in um, our car I'd recommend catbacks on. Yeah. It's, like, really, like, just about any really old car. If you're not... Give if Give an you're example, or... Datsun 510, um, Subaru GL10, okay. uh, EF Civic... Um, Exhaust systems were pretty e, shite back in the day. E30s, even. Yeah. 190s. Catback, yeah, on an E30, yeah. I agree, because the cat is in the middle of the car, and they're thick. Yeah, and then, um, like, even something like a Tercel, like, greatly better <laughs> Who benefits. the hell makes a Catback for a Tercel? eBay okay actually they did have a dual red cam version they had a dual red cam version they had a 4EFTE here they had a twin cam turbo to sell here (laughs) fuck off really yeah the 4EFTE that's that's amazing super cool yeah they're really rad no in um, in Puerto Rico like the 90s ones what part of Mexico is that that's the part that America owns Um, but no they had a (laughs) uh, they they had a twin cam version which is kind of cool cat deletes no, no, downpipe first. Oh, sorry, downpipe. Yeah. Downpipe, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Just uh, do it. Have you seen car. the factory downpipe for my GL time? <laughs> yeah, actually, I have. <laughs> like, that was the worst one. For people who have not seen it, um, it Isn't was literally... is up pipe an uppipe on a Subaru, though? No, the, da- the uppipe goes from the exhaust manifold up to the turbo. That's and then the one the da- I've seen. Then the downpipe pipe. Goes... I haven't seen the downpipe. Oh. Okay, the downpipe goes down from... No, you saw the downpipe. Maybe it... Maybe I did. It's probably Diggle a long time.
1: fabbed our, our new downpipe. Well, yeah, I saw, that's the one The well last stuff I saw was yeah. when I
0: was getting the exhaust on a map. I don't know. Yeah, th- that, that was the downpipe. That okay. was not the uppipe. Because okay, right. the uppipe on my particular car is integrated with the exhaust manifold. Well, fun. Yeah, I definitely saw the downpipe then. It was, it was like modular. So yeah. yeah. He so, did a really good job on that. Yeah. He did. That was, was gorgeous. Beautiful.
1: It's going on our wall once we take it off.
0: Why are you taking it off? Oh, right. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going yep, NA with yep. carburetors. Yep. No, yep. <laughs> I remember no <laughs> now. <laughs> um, Hot air intake, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. Cat delete. Get rid
1: of that potato cat, that they call a turbo. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, cat delete. Yes. Yeah, uh, I would unless say
1: it's the meowing kind.
0: Oh no, yeah. Get more. Get more get cats. More meow. Get a few catalytic converters. Yes. And Kick then those into the street. High flow cats is also in here, but I would say high flow cats. Yes, if you're in a mission state. Yes, Cat absolutely. delete yes yeah. if you're not. Yeah. Although, uh, we can't officially recommend that because it's a federal offense to take... I would say, no, if you're using car, your car for off-road road use only. only. Wink, wink, not judge. Yeah, exactly. Cat you delete. can only do it on tracks. Yeah, uh, Just deal with the check uh, engine light. Nobody cares.
1: I was very lucky, and my car cat deleted itself by rusting the entire exhaust system off. Oh, so
0: my red m three did that too but uh everything is still perfectly intact on the outside I just bottomed out the center of the car too many times so the oh. cat started spitting its guts out the tailpipe mm i I would say when you're doing a cat delete versus uh high flow cats yeah um they make uh check engine light anti fixers oh those two you're talking yeah, about the foolers the foolers right like it's electronic. it ma- makes a little no it makes a... basically you plug in your O2 sensor like you normally would yeah but you um it's basically like a right angle like oh yeah mini tube yep. that then I've has like those. a little bung on yep. at the end of it. And they actually have ones of those now that have a tiny piece of like catalyst material inside of them too. Yeah. Which is interesting. So, I don't think those would get hot enough to do their job. I think it's a gimmick, the, but like the antivolos work yeah. really well. Like I did those on the nine eleven when we did the uh, X pipe cat yeah, delete. They they work great. So and I I, think I, I really, I, I, you require that if you're doing a cat delete. For sure. Um with my civic yeah i did a cat delete on that yeah. but that car also the catalytic converters after the second o2 sensor so i was gonna say uh pre-96 oh, cars no the... it's it's right it's right before it but i mean like it makes no difference pre-96 cars you won't typically get a check engine light with a cat delete because they don't monitor the catalyst efficiency at all no it was uh entirely to so for lambda it, it was entirely to make sure that your the exhaust is actually getting out of its own path yeah. and if the catalytic converter's plugged. It'll then change your pr- the parameters for that. Right. So I, actually, mine, uh, I just plugged the bung. On which car? On my Civic. I oh, plugged yeah. the bung with a broken O2 sensor oh, yeah. that had the wire cut on it and just nice. stuck it in there. I've done that. <laughs> I even have like, a good number of bung, bung plugs in my um, toolbox, usually, but like, I ran out. And I'm like, well, i got tons of O2s I'll never uh, use. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm like, this will rust in place in no time. <clears throat> uh, non-turbo ECU tuning. Uh, I'm tempted to say No. No, it's worth it. Uh, it depends on the car. Yeah, if, on a it, if it's a BMW and a Porsche, where they're at a maximum state of tune from the factory, don't waste your money. Yeah, but I mean, like if you're doing something like a Civic, yeah, absolutely, or yeah, something like that. They've figured out it's a, a it's massive, yeah, absolutely. Mass You can get like almost as much power from just doing a, a tune mm-hmm. as you would get from doing intake header exhaust. I believe you. But older cars are really the key. absolutely. I think it's that's older that's the cars. Case. Yeah, older, older, less cars. sophisticated computer cars. Anything pre OBD2B, I yeah, think. I yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because even like K series, you can get some power out of them from doing ECU tune with well, like a I mean, hot data chip. Anything that's designed to run on like ass gas, eighty seven, you can usually get that's some a pretty good, good. A good point yeah. to make. If it if it's designed to run on premium fuel, just don't waste your money. Well, you, even then, if you look at what the dyno graphs look like, from, yeah. like on factory, they look terrible. Oh yeah, they're very. And again, the we'll factory. come back to it depends yeah. on the car because like yeah. Subaru, well, I mean, yeah, they're writes their tunes like a fucking crayon with a two year old. <laughs> they are the wheel. worst. Tunes. It's bad. Yeah. Those things just ride the knock sensors and they pop ringlands. Yeah, they're, they're 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 bad in factory tunes. Okay. Turbo car is definitely worth. 100 percent. If you have a turbo car and you don't have a tune, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, supercharger, same thing. Get a pulley tune, maybe, but like even like the three o supercharged Audi engine, like you can you can tune them quite a bit just with software. Yeah. What the factory pulley Otherwise, your just a potato. right oh sorry i have that down because you're chip turbo is just a potato is what jam yeah. said um no it's uh it's one of those things like that's where I'm at stage one two three whatever oh, comes God. from like because there are some things you do together intake header exhaust right like quickie yeah. tune, supporting mods yeah, for supporting sure. mods like that's where i come and from. I mean, with turbo cars i mean you get the compounds on the stuff we already talked about like a downpipe Huge for turbo cars. Mm -hmm. Cat delete, kind of the same thing. Um, Yeah, the tune's definitely the big one, though, for force deduction. Let's go next to wheels. So, depends on the car. I don't think so. I think always, yes. I'll give you an example. Okay. Rota wheels on an STI that factory had BBSs. Oh, okay. See what I mean? Yeah, the BBSs are probably lighter and better made. They're lighter and better made, but they don't look as fancy. Okay, I'll say... Yes, as long as your wheel and tire setup is lighter than your original. If you're making an improvement.
1: Yeah. Which not just is lighter. On
0: I mean, wheel. also better rubber, but... Yeah, but, I mean, that's tires. That's the next one. You should throw on some Sumitomo... HR uh, ASP zero twos. There you go. Boom. <laughs> put you those on the factory BBSs and...
1: There's a show we were watching that they always like to, like, rehab cars, and they always take beautiful stock wheels, throw them off, and put on, like, fake wheels, and we're like... Yeah, What's it's called Wheeler fuck? Dealers.
0: Yeah. That's why Ed China quit because Mike's an idiot. We got his cracking new rims. We yeah. got his cracking new rims brought to us by it. our what friends at Rota.
1: What was it that had, like, Asante. the coolest stock wheels on it that were actually a really rare factory option and they just.
0: Bend them? Yeah. Um, I think that was when they did the uh, Ford Eskert Cosworth. Yeah. Oh, like, God. factory option oh, wheels. No. They got some, like, fake oz rally reproductions it was just terrible
1: it was i i cried inside
0: um all right. anywho tires, tires. oh 100 no, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes 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 yes, yes. Well, we, we've already talked about that yeah like, no no factory car comes with a good enough tire we shouldn't upgrade it yeah. yes uh yeah. upgraded turbo uh I'm, I'm gonna say no unless what, are you unless you're to, do... what are you trying to do that's the thing. I mean, for dated like I'm just assuming we're talking like regular people cars here. I mean like the yeah. the factory capability of pretty much not every turbo, but pretty much every turbo is like substantially more than how they're sold.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Um I mean, if you're doing it for a daily driver, no. Right. Um, track car, maybe, but If you're if you're trying to do a track car, if you're trying to do a track car, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're doing um, something where you need the straight line. One car I will recommend everything. Uh, like as far as turbos go, yeah, older super platforms. Oh, you should do that just for like not, not not just like the EA82, but even earlier legacies. Like yeah. a modern legacy turbo, even yeah. at the f- same boost level and everything, yeah. much more efficient. You can get much more efficient. You're not going to have. It's going to spool a ton. Faster. It's going to spool way faster, and it's actually be more reliable. Okay, so. yeah, that's true. I mean, the the topic doesn't say bigger, it just as upgraded. upgraded. So in yeah. that case, I'd say yeah, do upgrades. And it it is a slightly bigger turbo, but well, it, still, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's probably got a better sized exhaust side and you know, this and that. So, but yeah, no upgrade upgrade turbos. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a fan of. Okay, um, I want to do this next one. Yes, what's the next one? <laughs> Quote unquote built okay. internals. Yes, uh, sure. Yeah, if no, you have I'm, the money, go for it. I mean, there's no downside to building internals. It's no, just well, most cars just have like cheap like. Really, I don't know, like the Hyundai Genesis, like that two OT Genesis, so made out of Play-Doh inside, or what? yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had like just the worst, like just like cast parts. So I was gonna say, like the and, um, E46 M3, I'm like the stock bottom end, and those can take like 800 horsepower. Yeah, the stock Hyundai Genesis is like all cast and just like oh. very poor quality. Yeah, okay, fine. If you so, have cast internals, upgrade them. Yes. Um, <laughs> or in the case of going back to Honda, because I know the internals on these very well. Yeah. Um, if you have a D series it's burning oil, and you have the capability, using just factory parts, mm-hmm. you can make more power. You can get... No way. Let's say uh, you have, like, a 91 Civic Si. hmm Like I have. I wish. Um, you can use the rotating assembly out of the 1.7 liter uh, 2001 through 2003 EM2 Didn't they have generation? a horrible cylinder head, but it was a great bottom end? A fantastic bottom end, yeah. yeah. Also had uh, coil and plug... Uh, really? Valve covers, yeah. On a D series, so, yeah, I know, never, right? Seen that. Yes, that's the only D series I have coil unplugged. So D seventeen, uh, you said? Yeah, D seventeen. Um, but yeah, coil unplugged. So you can get the one point seven liter cool. bottom end. You have to notch to the bottom of your cylinders, and you can run that. If you're, um, if you want higher compression ratio pistons, you can get either a ZC or a first generation Integra set of of pistons. See? Wow, that's coil super plug. cool. Yeah, that's and, not the right picture. Nope. That oh, one yeah. is so. Wow, are yeah. those valve covers popular? Uh, there. If you're doing a coil-on plug on a D series, yes, that'd be awesome, man. But you can get rid of that problematic distributor. It's problematic, Look. but the thing is, like, if you're going for power, that yeah. distributor makes about as much power. Like until you're the north, spark probably might. won't go out. On until that. you're north of like 450 horsepower, which is insane on a D series, you're okay with the distributor. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, no, that's. I, I consider doing that on my Civic, but. Just, uh, it I think was, it looks cool. <laughs> it was, yeah, it looks really awesome, but it was a lot of effort for very little gain. For sure. Oh, so. yeah. I can't imagine any realistic power gain. And the Well, electronic I mean, for, distributors because I'm running well. mine in A. Right. So if it was turbo, totally. Yeah. But I and, mean, you're eliminating a tiny bit of mechanical drag, but... You literally don't notice it. No, on I'm sure not. You'd never um, notice that. headwork. But no, you can run in first generation uh, D16A1, I think is what it was called. Um pistons or zc pistons which okay. will give you uh 11 to 1 or 12 and a half to 1 compression Whoa. ratio yeah with factory parts uh and it like clears the head and all that yeah perfectly hmm. uh so you can you can run that you can run um say you do a uh a vtec cylinder head swap you can run a zc or a y8 cylinder head uh depending on what you're trying to do the factory white head will give you more power but the zc is more power Which d head flows the best i think the white flows a little bit better from the factory but the zc or not the zc the z6 mm-hmm. cylinder head you can do more with it i've definitely seen like z6 written out before yeah i yeah z6 is super common i right. have a white cylinder head on my nice. civic very nice. um just because i came across one for very little money nice. and i and that appeals to you yeah and i intended on doing a full rebuild with like mm. all custom parts so right. yeah that's I went to Y8. And it worked fine. Excellent. Um, the yeah, you can do all that with just factory parts, mm. and that will give you the coolest like 140 horsepower single oh hand God. you've ever seen in your life. But I mean, like on a car, on an engine that made <laughs> you doing I like factory ju- part upgrades, just factory part upgrades, mm-hmm. and you're running on an engine that originally made 100 horsepower. Yeah, gaining 40 percent power from without using yeah. aftermarket parts. Yeah, that's pretty cool, and you can do it for probably not that much money. No, that kind of build is. I mean, if you have a shop, put it together. Yeah. It's like a two gram build, and that's with like ninety percent labor costs. Jesus. So yeah, I, I'm. If to you do it, your, if I you mean, do it yourself, you can do that for three hundred bucks. D seventeen costs nothing. Yeah, literally nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, if if you have the ability to do it, and you have a full machine shop to your capabilities, you can get that for probably three hundred bucks for the parts, and then probably five hundred for a good engine. So, all right, eight hundred bucks. For a hilarious engine, that's and great. Really, any schmo could do it too, because you're not taking the bottom it apart. You are to do the pistons and uh, yeah, I suppose. But I mean, like if you're if you're Pretty clever, basic, if you're clever, I mean, Charlie Ma has been able to do that in uh, his garage, so he's got a garage and he can do that sort of stuff. So if he can, you can too. I don't recommend you do that. Throttle body, throttle body? No, no, no. There's one above it, I think.
1: Yeah, head, yeah. Work. head work.
0: Yes, headwork. Yeah, absolutely. Do head work. Uh, mm-hmm. Some cars a little better. Uh, as i spoke about hondas uh doing head work while you're doing all that bottom end stuff is totally worth it so head work mm-hmm. definitely for matters. sure 100 um, percent. it's like the cheapest way to get well not not the cheapest at all but like the most effective way to get like consistently more power across well look at like small block chevys like on engine masters where they did like a port and polished iron block cylinder or iron cylinder hood like, they gained, like, 50 horsepower. I remember Engine Masters, yeah. uh, the Motor turned out a man show. They did, yeah. like, homebrew porting on a set of small block aluminum yeah, heads. Yeah, and, and they, they gained, like, 75 Yeah, that's what i Like, 50 to, like, 75 is just insane. So, yeah, head work definitely <laughs> matters. Just with, like, a Dremel and, like, a, a couple hours. And, like, just port matching the gaskets, basically, is all he did. Yeah, and that's uh, with my Cressida. That's something. I you just I vi- have
1: to tighten down bolts to make? Well, that
0: that's not head work though. We're talking about no. like we're talking about like pol- port and polishing the cylinder head. Um, on the Cressida, the ports are just terrible. Like so I believe that the seven M. Yeah, there's probably a lot of room for improvement. Oh god, the, the ports are like <laughs> sandpaper, and huh. they're they're really awkwardly shaped. So head work does definitely <laughs> matter. Uh, throttle body. Uh, most cars, I don't think you need to do that, but there's some where a throttle body can help. I know Mustangs. Benefit from them? Yeah, I would say on a forced induction engine, no bother. But NA, sure. I think um, it, it just depends. On, it depends if it's a bottleneck for your intake system. Yeah, if sure, it's a bottleneck, it. a lot don't of don't have mer- Mercedes. They have terribly small throttle bodies. Right? Yeah, they do. A yeah. lot of Toyotas have ones, but like things like the three three and the Lexus has like a four inch throttle body. It's huge. And then there's the um, God, what is this? But if it's stuff with like individual the, throttle oh, that, bodies, the F twenty two, the Accord engine, yeah. Throttle bodies are huge when you're doing your uh, turbo setup, and since you can run a DSM turbo manifold on that, right. like, that is a huge improvement. I love all the things that a DSM manifold just somehow fits. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the DSM exists solely as a parts car. Like, that's the best like an parts A36. car of all time. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a parts car for an 30 So, I want to group the next three okay. on this list. Into I think that's just, a good like, idea, yeah. Cheap, shitty eBay parts. Yep. so eBay parts that quote you with an asterisk, a power gain. Yeah. So we're talking about those little chip cyclone, things that like plug the into tornado, your positive and bot yeah. power adding modules. None of those. Nope. Don't even matter. None of them work. Um, the magnets muddy, on your fuel arms. The, they uh, did. They, they bought did a one. whole bunch of them. And they they like they found like what kind of chip was in their performance chip that you plug into your OB2 reader. And yep. they, it was from like a Czechoslovakian microwave. And like literally did nothing. It literally did oh nothing. God. Well there was a channel I was looking <laughs> at. They dissected one and they literally like folded apart and it had like a printed circuit board in it with chips on it and they are like they traced everything and it was like a microcontroller and the only two pins plugged into it were power in you know positive and negative yeah. and then an led power out so <laughs> it like flashed at different rates with like voltage changes and stuff like that that's hilarious yeah that's so they awesome. do not do that if if it was possible manufacturers would have already done it yeah exactly and um, then Next one, aftermarket yes. supercharger or turbo. Yes. Uh, yes. We already kind of covered yeah, that with turbo, yes. But absolutely yes. Yeah, If you got something with well, a I, supercharger, well, I think they mean like putting like, a supercharger or a turbo on a car on an NA car. Yes, totally mm, worth it. Yeah, that goes along with the internal upgrades a lot of the time, but yes, uh, as I fun. said with with the um, with the Accord, yeah, the F twenty two single ham engine, twenty. Yeah, they're yeah, just like I, set up like lower ish compression ratios, yeah, and then like, you bolt it on I, and you're good. Iron cylinders, and then. Oh, weird! This exhaust manifold just bolts right on. I just have to I have to remove one exhaust stud, and everything just bolts up directly, and mm-hmm. it doesn't leak at all. Weird. It, that's so strange. And now I, my hundred and forty horsepower two point two liter now makes like two hundred and <laughs> eighty on eighty seven octane gasoline yeah, using buddy. every stock part in the world. Knock sensors. So what weird. are those? Well, I mean, it doesn't even... No. They, they won't doesn't knock. Really yeah, it's, it's just amazing. F-22s can handle so, a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, those are, those are absolutely worth it. I'm a big fan. I love NA builds, but uh, superchargers and turbos, I mean... Power riders are great. They're great. And I, I like NA just because of the noise. I know it's yeah, for sure. It's worse in every way, but it's cool. Yeah, it's, kind it's kind of... It's cooler. It's like having a carburetor. Like, that's kind of cool to see that, but oh, it, is in, it is indefin- It's definitely just terrible. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Nitrous? Nitrous oxide. Wet and dry. Yeah. So uh, wet system, yeah. If you're doing like drag racing, absolutely just put it on there. Why oh. not? Uh, you can you can, you can, know, use that to cool the charge of a forced induction system, which helps detonation and a lot of stuff like that and controlling it. You can uh, actually build a lot of power if you actually build you your... Can. You can. The thing is you have yeah. to build an engine for nitrous. You pretty much do. You got to file down your rings. If, unless it's a well-worn engine, then those seem to take nitrous really well. Yeah. Like a dry system, especially with EFI, don't do it. Because yeah. you're just putting way more oxygen into the system. You're going to lean it out like crazy. You're going to butt rings. You're going to lift ring lands. The ECU is going to freak out. Unless you've got a controller that can ease it in and the car has undersized injectors to start Again, with. Building, a, building and tuning a right. car for right. using so it. So I would recommend against a dry system unless... Unless you're trying to have a hilarious rental car. Oh. Hilarious <laughs> rental car or you bought a beater and you want to blow it up and have a lot of fun in the process. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Um all right, limited slip differential, yes. Yeah, yeah 100%. All right, yep. continuing on. Moving on. Yep, brake pads and rotors, yes. 100% yes. Yep. Cheapest best thing you can do to a car is good brake pads. Yeah, not, yes, that, and that tires. I would say that that's cheaper than tires, so yeah, yeah, it is. Like a good set of Hawks is like 250 bucks for the set of four. And that's you, I mean HPSs are decent for the street. Even like a like a ceramic Akabono pad, those are just terrible. Well, I mean those are I mean, better than a lot of factory cars are. I just, I just, I put on, I put on a van and they're better. I don't like those pads personally. Anyway, short shifter. Uh, nah, that Uh, one's, I've driven some really good ones and I've driven some really (laughs) terrible ones. They, they usually feel like shit. Not gonna lie. Ah, the ones in the BMWs that with the factory part short shifters, yes. Aftermarket, nah. Actually, one that, I actually didn't enjoy once. I drove a uh, Civic that a shift extender on it. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. So the shifter is like literally right next to where your hand is. Yep. But the pivot point was changed. Yep. So even though it's a shift extender, yeah. it's a short shifter. Yep. And it's just like, boom. Those are <laughs> kind of cool how they work. They sell those for the 500. Yeah. They're, they're, that's actually really cool. I would totally get that. It's like, totally it's like that 30 bucks too. So it's like really appealing for that, <laughs> that. But like, yeah, no. But uh, no, short shifters, if you're just cutting the rod, or if you have to, like, bury your hand, like, into your center console to well, shift. Well, I'm not talking about shortening the shift lever, necessarily. I'm talking about, like, the, the distance between gears yeah. and the H. No, that's, I mean, like, it. There's because of most of the time when you do that, you're changing a pivot point, you're lowering the shifter. Right. So yeah, it usually does move both. As much. Yeah. I've driven a lot. This is super common on Subarus and Audis, and if you do this, you should be ashamed of yourself. But, like, they put the shifter basically in the center console. Yeah, I've seen that. My and first so MR2 was you have like, to go uh, like You're, like, smacking your fingers on, like, the surround where the boot goes into the car. Like, this is terrible. Yeah, no, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. Uh, But bushings on the shifter cages, if you have a cable shift car, 100% do that. Oh, God. 100%. Or uh, um, just a linkage, like on a Honda. Yeah. Massive improvement. Anywhere you can take slop out of a shift linkage, do it. I, uh, I had rubber bushings in my CRX replaced them with polyurethane. Yeah. Felt way better. Oh, yeah. Um, I did like billet ones on my last third gen. I was going to say, on my, on my Civic, I am I actually do have a poly kit that I'm going to probably get rid of, nice. and I'm going to put in just, yeah, just spherical bushings. Yeah, I felt those are the so bushings
1: from the, the CRX. I felt the old ones and the new ones, and yeah. like, I swear to God, you can throw the old ones and like, take out someone's eye. <laughs> like, so rough and so hard. Well, no, the
0: new ones are. The old oh, yeah. ones, the old ones, I'm sure were soft. jelly beans. that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, the yeah. old ones were jelly beans. New ones are good. Um, shift knobs, knobs, shift knobs. In uh, a BMW, 100, percent yeah. It, Porsche, yes. Yeah, Honda, no. They have really good shift knobs in Honda. They, they, their factory ones, are really mm. nice. Um, if you're getting a, like a Mugen Duraluminum, aluminum, yes. And that's about the only one I can okay. think of. Those get really hot in the sun. Oh yeah, that's why you, you, you just get screw a them off and you put them. Koozie? Yeah, or you put you put a. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, we, if you, we if got you one remember. at Pride a few years ago, and nice. I I would always slap one onto the onto <laughs> it. It was perfect. It was just the it was best. Like a snap that's bracelet, a really, but a koozie. That's a really clever and idea, actually. Like
1: it kept it warm in the winter, nice. and it kept it cool in the summer.
0: Um. Also, weighted stone shift knobs oh, feel great. Oh, weighted anything shift knob, yeah. Because uh, Chase uh, had one in his milling stone. Must be tough. It must be. But Andrew Chase had one that's identical to a factory Honda shift knob but it was literally made of granite that is really cool <laughs> it was that's really... probably really hard on the shift forks and all that but I oh, have it has to be horrible <laughs> but um no that was probably the best shifting shift knob i ever felt in my life hmm. and i also aesthetically like the wood shift knobs i can get I depends on the car for me but yeah i do D&D. when, when if the it's guy... period correct like my bmw 1600 has a natural wood shift knob it's my awesome. actually one of the guys i do dnd with uh, he's got a God. Nismo 350Z, and he's got a bamboo shift knob in it, and it's actually really cool. But Yeah, no, that sounds pretty cool. Like an uh, exotic wood, like Zebrano or something. Yeah, really like cool. exotic wood. Not not like your normal something like, endangered. boob wood. It's, a, it's like, fine. This is barn wood. It's yeah, utilitarian care. as hell. So Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get um, splinters. Oh Look at the next one aluminum wing functional versus non-functional uh, uh, especially with the advent of like the big ones that people stick on the back of subarus and miatas i'm just gonna say no, no. You, can, you can do arrow other ways that aren't offensive looking yeah. if can, well you go car. to narita dogfight.com mm. uh that is about japanese time attack culture i don't want to that's these are the only giant wings i'm okay with if you go onto that website right, how do you spell it i'll go on there narita n-a-r-i-t-a Dogfight, D-O-G-F-I-G-H-T, dot com. Give it a minute.
1: No, we're looking for sponsorships. Yeah, okay.
0: no, right? So these are cars with, like, Crazy arrow. Yeah. But these are also cars where this Crazy arrow. Has... Oh, you need it. The chassis aren't set up on these. Yeah, but, I mean, like, these are cars where Crazy arrow has cut the fastest lap time yeah. for a privateered car down from over a minute at Tsukuba to 50 seconds. In the last yeah. ten years, and they're making the same amount of power. This just so, reminds me of like '90s Pike Peak cars. That's that, basically that what they are. That makes me kind of Randy. Yeah. yeah. So like that kind of wing, if you're doing it for a track car, yep, hundred percent okay with it. Yep. Street but when car, I, yeah. Track car. Yeah. If I'm just seeing like no. if I see your Hyundai your Genesis economy. with a wide like a Rocket Bunny wide body kit and some like twenty by ten inch wheels with two twenty five tires on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that doesn't look cool. That looks no. stupid. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be. NACA ducts in the in the windows? Fuck anywhere. Just no, unless you need them. If it's in like a, a like the yeah, if it's this, a race car, fine. If it's in like a street in car, a race no. Car, yeah. If it's a, if it's yeah, to cool your swass, sure. If it's to cool your brakes, awesome. Fine, whatever. Otherwise, just skip it. sway oh my. bars. Yes. Sway bars, yes, they're great. I'm getting some from a Mazda Five. First mod I'm a, first mod I'm gonna actually do to it. It's like yeah, it's like the best thing I can think of if you wanna keep a car dailyable and still make it handle better. Yeah, we put a sway bar
1: on the C R X and it changed the handling significantly. That's incredible.
0: And it can also help you with, if, if you have a car that is an uh, understeer oversteer tendency, you yeah. can swap like AP1 S2000, Porsche yep. 911. Like you can really cure a lot of that with an adjustable sway bar. Yeah. Or even um, a, fixed, a fixed sway bar. Like when yeah. I
1: first saw it, I was like, this isn't going to do anything to the car. This is hilarious, Ryan, whatever. And then he's like, drive it. And I did. And I was like, what what the fuck yeah they're incredible like, this is it's crash, like a, it's like a wizard bar magic yeah
0: yeah that yeah. no, is uh it's basically when a I, wand when i had just the front end yeah. and not the rear sway bar yeah the car when it lets go will suddenly understeer yeah. oh no, it'll, it'll understeer if it's in the front but when we put the rear in in conjunction with the front yeah you gain like two miles an hour entry speed and exit speed on leaves, which is huge yes. my entry and exit speeds are just fine thank you I don't want to make them higher. I know. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, upgraded shocks and struts. Yes. Yep, yes. 100%. Shocks, springs. You do them together. Yes. Doing lowering springs on stock shocks. Usually a bad idea unless you're doing it for aesthetics. You're getting ahead of yourself. Um, if you're, I, I know, but I don't want this no, to take. But, this is taking enough time as it is. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it's still worth mentioning. I mean, yeah. I, I think, like, some of the best things you can do on a lot of cars are, like, get a good set of conies. Yeah. Yes, and some lowering springs. And that's from a name That's brand. exactly what I mean. Like, do them together. Do that. Don't buy coilovers.
1: I, I'm a unless fan of unless you get like
0: really nice coilovers. If you're getting coil, I would I'd get coilovers over lowering springs for the sole purpose that I can adjust them. I'm not stuck at that ride height. You can do so. it like once, and then Minnesota takes over. It's like, haha yeah. ha, suck it, bitch. Well, no, I mean, if you do them, if you raise it up in winter I, and lower it back in spring. I like coilovers when I can't find a suitable uh, lowering lowering spring. Well, I like coilovers because like they're a, a they're made to work together. They're yeah, they're they they're are. made to work together, and that that's what's really huge to me. But that's the case um, on a lot of shocks too. Yeah, but I mean like that, that's not every single one. No, not but every. But I mean like, this is like one where you're the whole kit's made together. Right. And of course, I'm talking more like uh, K and W. Or KWS and mutons, yeah, or uh, and BC racing or Penske's, yeah, like not 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 BCs. not, not uh, no, BCs, BCs are kind of cheapy. No, they're pretty good. They're cheap, they're, yeah, but they're not like they're the, good quality fraud cheap There, they're they're a mid range coilover. They're yeah, fine. and yeah. but the thing is, like yeah. even that is like that handles really well. Well, it's not it's not a max speeding rod or anything. No, no. or um, as I say, uh, Raceland's are. Oh God, no, Actually, no. I've got FKs and Mister Wags, and I like those, but. There's one car that I do have to say race lines are okay for. Mm-hmm. Mark IV? C, My C R X. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that are they like thirteen dollars? No, they're like three hundred bucks. Oh. Yeah. Which for all four. But the thing is actually those it made the car handle significantly better in Autocross. I think that makes sense because I think where those shocks really fail on like Raceline is yeah. they're they're usually really small and they can't really handle a lot of mass yeah. to it's, control. It, it they're very overstrung. Oh I believe that. Two and actually usually are. Actually that it was it got to a point where um my tailgate wouldn't close properly <laughs> because of yeah. chassis flex from how stiff the coil overs were.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh it sounds like my two thousand two where it's on the lift right now, I can't close the passenger door. Yeah, exactly. And then um like I would yeah, I, I raise the coil overs up like an inch. Yeah. And then suddenly my so like the oh, strut God. wasn't always bottomed out. Installing my tailgate gate would close in the first try. It was weird. I don't know. So, <laughs> oh, I love light cars. Yeah, They're so, so quirky. So, uh, yeah, coilovers, it, all <laughs> I'll this. I'll say, yeah. Quality matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, quality. To, to be honest, that goes Spend for- Spend more than $600 on your set of coilovers. And that, you that goes for every single thing on this. Yep. If yeah. you're, like- all the way down to. Oh, yeah. Even the like lowering springs and shocks. Like yeah, Don't, don't put Monroe, Maddox, and eBay springs in your car. Don't put Racelands necessarily in your car. Yeah. Unless you I'm don't a, care about you, it. You have some, there's some very rare instances where uh, Raceland's okay. Right. Like, just even your shift knob. Like, right. <laughs> the
1: only cheap mod I'm okay with are like energy steering wheels. NRG. Yeah. NRG. Brand. Yeah. yeah.
0: And even then, it's like.
1: Even then, that's like. I'd rather
0: spend my money on brake pads than a steering wheel.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, this, this
0: cheaper is, insurance. Yeah, cheap. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it, it, actually airbag fa- lights. Yeah. No, I found out um, if you have a car that does not have airbags in it, and putting in an energy steering wheel with a removable hub is technically an anti-theft device and will drop your insurance.
1: Yeah, it dropped our insurance by like fifty bucks. A month. I don't think I can own a single <laughs>
0: car that doesn't have an anti-theft device built into it. But, well, I mean, it's an additional one. I it's mean, a This modifier. is an '88
1: Accord Coupe, so
0: doesn't have an anti-theft device. Yeah, the steering wheel comes off. Yeah, yeah I that, carry it around in my it. backpack. I was it We tried have a loop, we yeah. have a quick release steering wheel broke my nose with it. It was great. We, we have a quick release steering wheel and a uh, hub lock. Like yeah. that's an anti-theft device. Yeah, it definitely is. So I mean, yeah, quick release steering wheel is a great. It's one. not on the list, but okay, yes, now it is. All right, aftermarket head unit and subwoofers. No. Aftermarket drive a, amplifier and speakers. Drive yes. a Subaru. Factory Subaru stereos are garbage. I know, but it's because of the amplification. Amplification, amplification. and the spe- ampl- I like amplification. That's good. Amplification. amplification and the speakers. No, it's actually even the head units are terrible. Okay, quality. fine. So you fine? Yes, head unit. The no reason, to some. The reason this. is no, is so. they had a factory optional Macintosh head unit in mm, the early 2000s. I do 2000s. like Macintosh. That's pretty. Cool. And they wanted to make those. Seem they wanted the golf to be yeah <laughs> so the normal one is like extra shitty i don't like when manufacturers do that like they, they make it with something that they 're intending to sell, and then they like devise a way to cheapen the vehicle around it well so like uh, here's a different example Honda mm. 90s Honda sorry i 've been talking about them constantly because yeah, it's, yeah. i've spent literally tens of Years. thousands of dollars and it was a jD a decade in my there. life um, yeah like a decade of <laughs> my life modifying Honda's. No way. Um, factory Honda radios, the standard ones usually are meh at best. But yeah. if you get like a Honda three thousand, which was that optional tape deck in the late eighties, yeah, very good stereo. Well, again, it's probably got good amplification. Yeah, exactly. Amplification. Uh If you have like the Gather's stereo, I don't know what that uh, is. Gather's is the aftermarket uh, Honda brand. I Think it's Pioneer's Japanese brand. Oh, okay. But Gather's is a great brand of stereo, <laughs> and they sound fantastic. And honestly, they're um, their tape decks from yeah. like the EFs and EG Civics, and their optional CD player you can get Ooh, in the CRX, very decadent in a CRX. Yeah, and that's so, that actually was. I quite probably decadent. took up the whole trunk. No, no, it, was, it just took place of so the tape deck. Oh. Um yeah, In dash, yeah, is in dash. Way more really really cool. impressive, yeah. But awesome. they, um, you could get that, and that would um, sound much better. And you'd also have provisions for a subwoofer if you wanted it great um i just want an ox that's the only reason yeah. i would change out a unit these days yeah no my car my van i'm totally changing out because i have no aux cable
1: i'm going back oh to God. stock on my accord so because yeah. somebody took out the glorious tape deck even though that it has the optional cassette holders and so I've got a cassette holder in my Accord, but a CD player. I've
0: had that, yeah, and no aux cable.
1: And no, no aux that cable. That's the worst of all worlds. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, there's no way for me to play these cassettes. I need a stock one, and people are like, here, just take mine. And oh, I'm God. like, why are you taking yours out?
0: I actually, I do want to find Janda, Janna Honda three thousand. That'd be really cool. And yeah. I, I would, I would get her. One of the Gathers ones, but then she could literally only listen to 89.3 The Current. Because ah, Japanese radio is bad. Oh, I need NPR. No, they, they, they stop at 89.9. Right, I forgot they were on different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like They're like 73 to 89. All right, next one. Trailer hitches. Yes. Yeah, every car should have a trailer hitch. Yes, I concur. No more pickup trucks. Yes, trailer hitches on every car. Yeah. Stickers. There's no reason No. For pickup. Depends. Although I do it to pretty much every car I own. You shouldn't, but you do anyway. I'm going to.
1: I mean, I my need car to make, groups, make my. Bro. I need to make my silver Toyota 2006 Sienna stand out, so I I, I gotta put a few stickers. Well, on I mean, it. Well, you, wait if, a if you Enjoy
0: street cred. I think the only the only stickers you should buy, are motor cult stickers. Oh. And you don't even have to buy them if you're a patron. Yes. Yeah. Become a Patreon.
1: Plus five horsepower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. These each one of these stickers right here. That's you're sitting on thousands of horsepower. Five horsepower asterisk. Thousands of horsepowers. Oh, actually, it's like this. Yes, it's right, like Next that. time I make these, if we're still with this logo, I'm going to put like, a line under it and see. How that. about you just write motor cult at the bottom? Yeah. I will probably do that, and then I'm going to add like a beer in there somewhere because yeah. we do a lot of <laughs> beer stuff. Do a um, secret beer. <laughs> all right, did you want to do another one? or How How, uh, are, we, how are we sitting for the sh- for the show? Uh, We have enough time to do the interesting engineering, I think. We're at an hour and 22, so a okay. little longer, we'll, we'll, but we'll not I'm going to switch interesting engineering out from the super high, I was going to do, we'll do that next time. Okay. Do you want to do the, the... yes, I'm going to do the Mazda 929 super cool sunroof fans. And you're wondering, what is that? Kind of, but I've seen an as seen on TV ad for a similar device. So the Mazda 929 (laughs) in the early nineties was Mazda, uh, Mazda's like equivalent to a Lexus LS. Yep. Uh, Is rear wheel drive V6. So it was pretty cool. Actually, it was pretty cool, and it was still a JDM car. Yeah, it was. It was, it was almost a, like a you know, the Q45. It was, a, but it, was on a, budget. it was. Yeah, it was a Cosmo. Well, the thing is, in um, Mazda, they never gave us a luxury brand, even though they had one in Japan. Mm-hmm. That Efny was, or no, sorry, not Efny. Unos was, was going to say Unos. I think Unos is their was their luxury brand. In Japan. Uh, they never brought it here for whatever reason, uh, which is actually kind of cool because it, for automotive historians, it makes a really cool case study for what would have happened if Toyota didn't make Lexus and they just sold the Toyota Selesaur as a Toyota? Well, the um, same thing with um, Infinity too, and Nissan. Yeah. That was around the same time, but it was But a they reaction. were an Infinity yeah. Lexus, and Toyota, yeah. or an Acura. And what about yeah. Toyota all...
1: and Scion?
0: Just, Toyota and Scion's a different thing. Yeah, oh. that was marketed totally towards young people yeah, and trying that was... to be a cost-conscious Toyota. Yeah, that, that was more of a, a Interesting thing trailer. to touch on, yeah, still. It was, but... it was still kind of cool. Um, First gen XP was cool. Anyway, so Mazda released the 929. It was a super luxury car. uh, And one of the things they had was a fan, actually two fans, that were built built into the front and rear of the cabin. Mm -hmm. And they were powered by a solar panel in the sunroof. So when you have your car parked with a weak battery in the middle of summer, your car's not going to die. Oh, yeah. So it charged the car battery as well as powering the fans? No, it would power these fans, but the fans wouldn't kill the car battery. Oh, that's fair. So it just kept the. I bet that kept the interior like twenty or thirty degrees cooler. Yeah, huge difference. So would it auto pop the sunroof, or would you have to pop the sunroof? No, it does not. Because one was a pusher fan and one was a puller. So it would circulate heat. If I, it's either the front or the rear. It's because I think yeah, heat rises, and you get more heat being created in the front. So yeah, you would be pushing from the front to the rear. Yeah, so sense. it'd blow the heat out the rear sure. and then it would exit I'd blow my heat out the rear yeah, too yeah exactly <laughs> um, it would exit uh, in one of the rear wheel, uh, wheel wells okay so probably just like where the HVAC would normally go exactly set so, it on the take in okay, you know I have that little flap on yep. the inside of your, your trunk it's yeah, kind of like take that. off a rear bumper yeah. cover and you see that rubber yeah. wheel, that wild that and wacky inflatable flailing arm tube man yeah. inside there yeah it probably would exit out that. Right there so right. it was okay. actually it was super cool super effective more manufacturers every 929 or is it an option? standard wow if wow. you had, yeah, it, it was, I say we find one of these in a the junkyard and yeah. take it out. Yeah. Cause it was super it cool. I would, I've been, when I was nice, Yeah, right after I blew up the Crest, I'm like, I kind of want to replace it with a 929. No. I tried to find one. Crest is pretty cool. I could not find a 929. Yeah. I've seen one in my life. I've seen two. Wow. I, and each time I saw him, I thought it was millennia and then <laughs> it took me like a long time to go, shit. I just saw a 929. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, they're I super cool. Thrown I should have my
1: business card at him. Yeah.
0: If um, I would totally get one, and I think like I'm not sure, but in Japan, I assume they probably had like a rotary version oh and put God. a rotary oh in God. it. And it'd be really cool. Well, because it was they probably uh, call it like an RE9 or something. It blows well, no, Chicago's it, it, mind. It was um, it, it was continuation of the Cosmo. It was the last generation Cosmo. Right. And the Cosmos historically were always rotary, at least rotary optional. Yeah. So that's where it would come from. So I I think I don't know. I'd have to check with Ben, my editor, um, and because he'll probably know off the top of his head but fair enough anyway that that is it that's i thought it was super inter- in- interesting interesting yeah, i do not have a very ahead of its time uh, unfortunately i, I, I don't know but I, the fact that no i've never seen that since not on a factory car no well uh, fisker karma did have that okay so fisker <laughs> karma so the 929 and the fisker karma Boom. Two cars. Those there are go. the two cars I've ever had that feature. not that yeah, bombshell. Not even. Do, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to steal your thunder. I did not mention <laughs> anything pre-war this episode. I did actually.
1: Yeah, you, you mentioned did. the Duthenberg. However,
0: there was a really cool Packard for sale on Bring a Trailer. Mashup button. Thank you. It was really cool. Any you know what it sold for? Probably a ton of money. No, actually a really attainable twelve grand because they were selling a pre-war car to a bunch of millennials. So. The best place to buy a pack or just bring a trailer.com. All right, on that bombshell, it is time, time to time end to our end. show. Thank you and see you in three days. Yeah, thanks for listening, Mine. guys.